1: We don't bring any life at all to the
2: church. The church is, is the life. It still gives us the life. Live. The reality is, he is
1: all things beautiful, capital B. And so anything that is authentically beautiful draws us, even if we don't realize it, to God.
2: Good morning. This is Real Presence Live, coming to you as the Duluth edition from the Diocese of Duluth, Minnesota, on the beautiful shores of Lake Superior. My name is Father Richard Kuntz, and I am here with Deacon John Foucault, who is my guest co-host today, because Cindy Jennings is actually in Cancun. Who goes to Cancun in the summertime? I don't know. I, I do no I, w- I don't know. But, but that's where she is. And so, uh, Deacon John, it's good to have you as uh, as the fill-in co-host, so uh, uh, welcome. Thank you. It's good to let's, be back with you. Let's start the show with a prayer. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, amen. <laughs> Heavenly Father, we ask you to be with us this morning as we uh, discern your will in all things and uh, throughout life and Uh, We pray that you give blessings in a particular way to our guests that are going to be with us on the air, but even more importantly, to our listeners, that they may be open to the Spirit as they listen and that they may be guided by that Holy Spirit always closer to Christ. Amen. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So, Deacon John, tell me about your uh, 4th of July weekend. It was a busy 4th of July.
3: We had uh, some family to the lake with some campers. Uh, lots of nieces and nephews, great nieces and nephews. And so what lake, a,
2: what lake are we talking we're about? We're on
3: Schultz Lake, just north of Duluth, right by Island Lake. Okay,
2: so, pretty busy lake, isn't it?
3: No, it's actually not. It's a small 200-acre lake. You know, it's a private lake, so there's no public access. About 80 structures are on it. Okay. Uh, 40 full-time seasonal, uh, not 40 full-time people, about 40 seasonal people. So it was busy for the weekend, sure. but otherwise it's not a real busy lake because it's real small.
2: Yeah, yeah. I've been on that lake a few times. I know some yeah. people because of my... Former parish is right up in that area. Exactly, so I knew yes. People up there. We actually
3: went there on uh, Sunday for Mass because it was oh, so close. St. Joe's. Yes, yeah. we did. It's yes. a great little parish. I it love that. beautiful. I love
2: that parish. Yeah, and so I just I have a sister in town who's uh, been out of town for the last. Uh, well, she hasn't been in town for two years because of COVID. But she lives in New Jersey, and her and her family are here. So we've been pretty busy for the last week. About fun family here. gatherings when they come back yeah, like that. Yep. A lot exactly. Of fun. Exactly. We get together a lot more when she's in town because we don't see them exactly. very often. Exactly. So we have uh, um, our guest is already here and in studio. So uh, Pete Crow, welcome to Real Presence Live, Pete. Hey, thanks why, for having me. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? <clears throat>
4: Well, I'm a uh, licensed marriage and family therapist here in the Duluth area, and uh, I currently practice kind of out of the, tr- the Hermantown area with a uh, small private practice with some colleagues, and uh, yeah, currently work with individuals and, uh, and families, and, uh, and have been doing that that location for about three and a half years now, and been practicing since about uh, 2011 or so.
2: Tell us a little bit about your background.
4: So, um... So my background is came to Duluth you know, for undergraduate, and then also did my uh, uh, graduate degree at the University of Wisconsin. And that was a really good experience to be in the area and get connected also by, by spending time here. I got connected with the diocese, and uh, it's been a really good, um, really fulfilling experience to uh, have connection to the diocese and a lot of the priests in the area to be able to kind of work here uh, in the church. Like and the church. and uh, married with how many kids? So I have uh, five children. a yeah. Busy, busy yep. life at home with my five kids, spanning from uh, you know starting off at age three all the way up to I have I'll have a teenager soon here, so that'll yeah. be. Yeah, six year
3: boys and girls. Yes,
4: <laughs> yes my uh, my oldest, my thirteen year old, is a my daughter. She does a great job of helping out around the house, and then my youngest is a son who's got plenty of energy and, and is a firecracker. So
3: fun.
2: Yeah, I was, I was joking before we went on the air is that um, uh, when when the the crowd is a little light at mass today when the crows uh, roll in then the church starts. <laughs> to Fill up That's a little right. bit. We bring some noise, yep. yeah. <laughs> so you're you're here at St. James with Father Rich, right? Yep, yep. absolutely. So um, tell us a little bit more about your about the work that you do. I mean, exa- exactly. I mean, yeah. so there's lots of counselors out there. So what would right. you differentiate you from others? Right. Yeah. So um, so part of my
4: uh, my practice here is, um, uh, you know, I work with uh, couples, and specifically with couples, I'm able to utilize um, my Christian approach with different couples in terms of, of what they come with. And so I work with Catholic individuals, but also Christians. And um, and through my work, it's, uh, it's very... Um, fulfilling and, and it's a great tool to be able to use Christianity and uh, an individual's life with Christ and with God to help deepen their approach to their life, to their uh, marriage, to
3: and just their mental health in general. So when you're doing that type of counseling with a couple, does it last for and a lot of people aren't familiar with the counseling model. Does it last for a short period of time, or is it over a six-month, nine-month right. window, or is it ongoing? How does that work for yep. couples? Yep, yep. So with, with couples specifically, I have
4: both come in and uh, do individual sessions to get started with an intake. And we, uh, we have a conversation and kind of go over some diagnostic pieces that I do as a uh, mental health professional. And then we come back together and we kind of set goals and... Um, all three of us come together and start the actual process. And that can last from anywhere between a handful of sessions to six months to eight months, depending on uh, kind of what we're looking at in terms of of some of the things going on within the
3: marriage um, or possibly longer if needed. I would think, Father Rich, as a priest, you encounter a lot of individuals and couples who need counseling. And at that time, you have someone then to refer them to?
2: Well, I mean, that's just, you know, I I guess that was where I was going to go with my next question is that do you find people, I know in a, past conversation that you and I have had that you get a lot of your referrals from priests in the area Mm -hmm. but do you find people reaching out to you in a particular way because of the Christian Catholic perspective you bring?
4: Yeah. Um, Yeah, in general. I mean, when that's a big part of someone's life, you know, it's a big part of who they are and how they approach their day and how they approach the problems within their life and they want, you know, they want to, Uh, approach their problems, especially mental health with with Christ per se. So they like to have someone that they can have that conversation with as well as have a uh, mental health focused conversation. So I get a lot of referrals from the diocese, but also um, I get a lot of approaches as well from just uh, referrals online, people who see that I'm a Christian therapist and they want that as part of their their approach to their mental health.
2: You have a bit of a unique niche in Duluth Mm -hmm. for that. that, uh, I'm assuming that that must keep you somewhat busy. Yeah,
4: absolutely. Absolutely. So um, yeah, absolutely. And so I find that um so I find that a lot of those referrals come in, and uh, uh, we definitely um, we get a lot of a lot of those due to people wanting their faith as a part of their.
2: go ahead as, as Deacon John mentioned, you know, as priest, you know, in particular as pastor, I suspect, but we we get a lot of people that come to us for all sorts of things. and mm-hmm. and you know, I mean, we as priests are um, uh, you know we're trained to a particular degree, but when you get to the realm of the psychology and where professional counseling is is necessary. Uh, you know that 's when it 's good to have somebody like you in place, so we you i mean what would you say your percentages of of referrals from the Catholic priests in the area of duluth mm.
4: that 's tough to, uh, to to pinpoint because that ebbs and flows kind of thing, but I would say um, that probably um, a quarter to a third of everyone I see because I do see a, a good amount of individuals and we have, my private practice gets referrals from the local hospitals and such mm-hmm. too as well, um, so at least I would say a quarter to a third come from Uh, from uh, the diocese in general, and Mm -hmm. and especially with, you know, the advent of telehealth, um, I've been able to see people all over greater Minnesota, per se, than just who can be in the area like before. So
3: So what drew you into this um, career path of of counseling and therapy? Yeah, Yeah,
4: so I I would say that, uh, you know, part of my uh, Catholic community growing up in, um, up in Hibbing on the range was, um, I had some really great physicians that were a part of my life there. They were role models and, um, that we were close to my family. And I so going into healthcare in general, that was kind of my approach because they were big mentors to me and, and just their holistic way. And then specifically when it comes to um, psychology in general, um, I got interested in going into psychology, but then specifically the family and doing marriage and family therapy, um, I had, you know, uh, Pope St. John, John Paul has a, had a big impact on my life before. And um, one of his quotes of, you know, as the family goes, so goes the nation, um, that, that quote if I somewhat correct on that. Um, When he said that, you know, just in general, our families are a big backbone of society in general. So, um, you know, in my mind, you know, working with couples, you know, building strong, helping to build strong marriages and also families seemed like an important part if I wanted to have impact in our culture and in our community at large.
3: And how about your wife? What does she do? So my wife
4: does a multitude of things, but primarily is raising my horde of children. (laughs) Um, That's one of her biggest jobs, but she also uh, is a florist and works at what does her own company as well as works at a local uh, flower company. And then also she teaches um, uh, chemistry and physics at um, at modern day
3: here in Duluth. Wow. Nice. Very nice as well. So being a a therapist and a counselor, you must encounter some challenging couples some challenging Mm -hmm. times. Yeah. How do you um, separate that when you go home? Yeah. How do you not carry that with you and always have it on your mind so you can be present for your family right. versus the time in your office? It's got to be challenging. You must have some skills for that.
4: I'd like to say that I do a great job at it, and my balance is perfect. But my wife is probably listening, so I have to be honest. This is uh, not a call-in. so yeah, <laughs> at great. least not Thank this God segment. Pete. Thank God for that. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I would say that uh, you know, my faith is a huge part of that, right? That's you know, um, you know, a big part of my job, and uh, I imagine Father Richard Testa, his position, his vocation. Also, anyone in healthcare is, you know, um, death and life are a big part of your daily experience and um being able to have christ there with you through that walk supporting you i guess is a, is a big part of my self-care um you know and not feeling like uh you know when you you hear a lot of difficult things uh daily and to not be burnt out um, you, you know having that faith support and having you know having the support of of christ in your life is really really important so i'd say faith is actually a really important part that keeps my head on straight per se after a long day at the office and going through the many things that we we have to hear and and, and work with
2: you have to keep an arm's length away too i mean I, the one thing i see it in my priesthood it's like of course they're my parishioners so i walk with them in, in various aspects of life but I also recognize that that I have to keep an arm's length away my own mm-hmm. my own emotional connection to people so that I don't burn out. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that boundary is super important. I totally agree with that. So maybe speak a little bit more to that because I mean, especially if you see people on a regular basis, if you've been seeing people for a long time, right. those boundaries can be challenging. Especially, right. you know, I mean, if the more you get to know them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, by and large, it's the focus of you know. This is
4: not my therapy session when I'm with with couples and such. You know, um, I'm, I'm there to be, to, be uh, to help them as a professional to focus on their growth and change. So keeping those boundaries, you know, as much as I do care, absolutely. Um, at the same time, you know, that's it's not my life necessarily, and I and I can be best served by being an objective third party if I get too pulled in to someone I might start to lose my emotional composure and ability to 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 show up for them per se.
3: And I would imagine you get questions from friends and family. Hey, what about this idea? Or you know, do you have a do you have a thought on, on this where right. it's not a counseling session, but they're asking that off the right. hey, how do you deal with that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um you know and I would say that uh humans
4: are so complex. I get a lot of those questions about psychology and and something's going on with someone else and, you know, it's such a puzzle to unpack and it's never one thing or the other, you know, and that's a huge part of Faith being a part of our mental health and our faith life, our spirituality, as well as our, our physical health. And um, so I would just say, in general, you have to be, usually, I have to be able to meet someone and actually uh, you know, break things apart because usually there's more to the story once you get actually in a room with them and really get down to the actual conversation.
2: And no matter what your profession is, I think that you have questions of lay people that, like, yeah. one of my best friends is a doctor and he's, he tells me how many times he gets medical questions yep. from, you know, mere acquaintances. And yep. he says the same thing to me. It's like, you must get tons of theological questions as a priest. It's like, of course I do, you know. Yep. So it's just it comes with the territory when you're a professional in a certain realm. But Mm -hmm. now we talked a lot about um, uh, uh, like um, marriage counseling. What are some of the other types of counseling that you do?
4: Yeah. um, So uh, along with uh, marriage work in general, I I do a lot of individual work. I mean, I work with primarily with adults. That's my my main population in general. Um, And I work with a lot of um, high risk individuals to work on reducing. uh, reducing high risk behavior and trying to stabilize people that have a lot of uh, chronic mental health that's more long term you know that, that and sometimes those go hand in hand you know uh, problems within relationships and also if there's chronic mental health but often too I get individuals that have long term mental health uh, issues that it 's a longer um, treatment process per se um, and that's that 's a big part of what Is there as
2: well. court orders sometimes that you have to deal with
4: i you know in my previous company that I worked for before I got into this private practice with my colleagues um i i did i did have some of that uh some of the court ordered a bit more, but um not so much not so much anymore i don 't work with that population.
3: It's very interesting and intriguing to me in regards to this whole career in this industry and then um, having five children, Mm -hmm. a very busy family. And also, you know, what drew you to Duluth from Hibbing? Was it uh, the schooling or was it the environment, the outdoors? I'm always intrigued by that. Yes, all those things. (laughs) All those things. (laughs) Yes to
4: all. Um, Yes, absolutely. The first piece was just coming to get my undergrad done um, at UMD. Was the first things, but absolutely, I love um love the outdoors here, and that's one of my favorite things about living in the, this part of the. If I wasn't living, if I wasn't living somewhere else in the country,
3: if I'm in the Midwest, I want to be in Duluth because I really love the the outdoors here. So you're an outdoors guy. The physical health piece of it is in, in the yeah. trails on the on the yep. lake walk, that type of stuff with the yeah. family,
4: yourself. Yeah, yeah, I love to mountain bike and get out as much as we can with our family. Um, in general, we live out in the country, so we get to be outside a lot more. But absolutely, I love to to run and bike and, um, and mountain bike and, and get out as much as I can to a lot of the recreation in the area.
2: You're listening to Real Presence Live I'm Father Richard Kunz along with Deacon John Foucault who's in for Cindy Jennings this month and we're talking to um, uh, Pete Kroll who's a Catholic marriage and family therapist here in the city of Duluth and we'll be continuing this conversation with Pete immediately after this short break. Stay with us. <music> Stay with us. There's more Real Presence Live to come on the Real Presence Radio Network.
0: Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Have interruptions impacted your charitable giving? If you feel like you have less to give this year or are waiting until you get through these recent challenges... We want to let you know about some creative gift options that won't cost you a dime this year. For example, you could designate Real Presence Radio as the beneficiary of all or percentage of your IRA, or make RPR beneficiary of a percentage of your estate or specific asset. Make a bequest commitment gift this year without impacting your savings or investments. To learn more about the benefits of making a charitable bequest, Please visit our plan giving website at rprlegacy.org or call me at 701-290-4503. Let's get
1: started. Have you ever wondered if your family's past struggles have affected you personally? I'm Father Chris Alar. You and your ancestors are all part of the body of Christ, so you should desire healing for them for the consequence of their past sins. Evidence suggests that these consequences can even be passed down through generations. While God does not hold you personally responsible for the sins of your ancestors, He does allow the effect of their deeds to reverberate from one generation to the next. The sins or sanctity of your family members may impact you. So learn how to break free from any sinful bonds in your life. There is hope. Please visit suicideandhope.com so I can personally pray for anyone you've lost. And to get our book, After Suicide, There's Hope for Them and You, which helps with any kind of suffering or loss, not just suicide. I promise it will help.
2: you're listening to real presence live now back to more inspirational and uplifting stories and a look at the extraordinary things happening in our local area heard right here on the rpr network welcome back to real presence live father richard kunz here along with deacon john Foucault. we're talking to pete kroll here he is a catholic marriage and family therapist in the city of duluth
3: So Pete, um, one of the things that's intriguing me is uh, your model of family therapy, but also bringing in the the Christian-based aspect of it, Mm -hmm. seeing you're uh, practicing Catholic with five children and a wonderful family. The question comes to my mind, do you encounter individuals that are non-Christian in your practice or somebody who may be an atheist who knows you're a Catholic Christian counselor and how does that dynamic work? Right, Absolutely.
4: Um, Yeah, absolutely, and that's something that um, is is decently frequent uh, because I'm at a community um, mental health clinic, so it's not strictly a Christian clinic per se, but um, so we... That's absolutely a big thing, and uh, it's amazing the conversations that come. Um, often, individuals have uh, experience of faith in their past, and so that can actually be a great um, segue to faith conversation um, in general. And I often find that, um, I, and I, as I do deal with some individuals who are atheists, often people believe in some type of higher power, so that can actually be a great point of conversation uh, going forward as well. But, um, but I, I yes, actually, it's a, it's a great experience to hear people's um, stories, and uh, especially after this last year and some of the. Uh, there's been a lot of tension. We'll just say in our country, per se, of different viewpoints. It's been great to uh, to have those conversations with individuals, and and actually, I find usually people are willing to um, willing to entertain that and have that conversation about faith or and or um, a belief in a higher power and how that fits into their life and their purpose in general.
3: Well, and as a, you know, you do a lot of adult therapy, and a lot of times individuals who have fallen away from their faith in their adult life um, may have reached a point where they may they may not know it, but they're missing something. And I've heard from people when they return to the church and they say, I found something that I had lost over time. Father Rich, you probably encounter that as well when individuals come back. But do you... Um do you have any idea or, or tips for individuals of when they might want to seek counseling or or when there 's an uh, uh, an identification or the the why type thing that you could offer right. our listeners absolutely and I think
4: after this last year, you know an individual's mental health and people 's mental health has been on uh, you know on their mind a lot more because it 's been a difficult year for a lot of people so just in general, when you know, find that um, you 're engaging less with perhaps your friends and your family things in your life um, aren 't as fulfilling as they used to be, and you 're not uh, finding you're as interested in the previous interest you used to have, that's an indication that something's off for you perhaps. And or if you're having a hard time showing up for work or, you know, fulfilling your obligations in life, that's a that's a sign that um, that something's off for you and then perhaps it's a good time to, to talk
3: to someone and to get another opinion on, on, on where you're at. So with with the COVID model for the last year, was there telecounseling that was taking place at all individuals who, you know, literally did not want to leave their house or right. afraid to be outside because of the COVID and, and what's happening? Was that an opportunity for individuals to reach out and that model exists?
4: Absolutely, yeah. And then we find that that's a great aspect as we were able to reach more individuals um, because before you had to make the trip to Duluth, you know, from greater Minnesota or wherever you were at. Um, If you just wanted to come to our clinic, um, now with the telehealth model, people are able to call in and start virtual um, sessions uh, as long as, you know, uh, you know, the insurance piece permitting, per se, but um, uh, that's, that's that's been a great thing this last year and been able to reach out a lot more to individuals in Minnesota and get a, uh, a wider scope of, of practice throughout Minnesota. So
2: you're clearly on my Rolodex, as you know. <laughs> right. And so um, uh, how would people reach out to you considering if they, because of what Deacon John just saying and what you were saying in regards to the virtual opportunities, you know, I mean, uh, you're highly uh, trusted by the priests in our area. How would listeners, you know, reach out to you? Is there a website? Is there a phone yep. number? So if you
4: specifically just Google my name, uh, Peter Kroll, um, Therapy Duluth, or my name in Duluth, that's all my uh, all my connections will come up specifically. Um, my connections on our website in general and different different provider uh, pages that link back to our uh, private practice website, which is hppsychological.com. Uh, is the name of our uh, our practice here in Duluth. And you can find me and or other therapists there as well.
2: You said that there was a... Um, uh, during the break, briefly, you said something that I kind of interrupted you, but I want to bring it back into the show. Is the um, uh, your experience, you have a crucifix on your office wall. Yeah. And sometimes people's response to that is...
4: It's a it's a mixture, you know what I mean. Um, <clears> that often promotes, you know, the conversation where someone says, "Oh, I used to have." I saw that when I go into my grandmother, or grandfather's house. Often I hear that. Um, I, you know, maybe they have a history of faith, but not aren't practicing, and um, or or some people ignore it, or once in a while they get a, a negative comment towards it. But then we have that conversation about why. Um, it, it's a, it's interesting how uh, how. Many people have misconceptions, and, and just
2: by engaging in an open conversation, it really uh, can be great. One, one of the um, things that, so I've done this priesthood gig for a while, and one of the things that I've, <laughs> one of the things that I've uh, heard repeatedly, repeatedly throughout the years is that people will go to a counselor, and they feel like the counselor is actually pushing for a divorce, mm-hmm. like almost <clears throat> encouraging them to go the direction that they went to the counselor to avoid. Right. So can you speak to that a little bit? Do you hear stuff like that? Um, and I've heard pieces of that. Um, not
4: so much anymore. I do believe that. I, you know, I have a lot of good colleagues in here in Duluth that try to take the individual where they're at. They're not going to to push someone to go uh, to uh, to push them to to pursue a goal that's not theirs per se. But yes, absolutely. I mean, I. I do say I like to be as transparent as possible when it comes to treating an individual, and I right out of the gate say, just so you know, I'm biased. I am pro-marriage. I want you to stay married unless there is a significant abuse or something going on, but that is actually rare that it's to that degree. Um, I usually put that on the table, right? just so you know, I'm biased towards you staying married, and I want to I want to push that regardless. Um, at the end of the day, you know, I can't make that, com- that decision for you, but I, uh, you know, I, I actually put that on the table because, um, because I do believe that's what most people want. That's why they're in my office, and just helping them off and get started in that process of healing and um, slowly building trust with one another actually they start to take over that process a lot quicker
3: so we talked a little bit about when uh, uh, someone should possibly seek counseling but for lots of individuals who haven't experienced it what might they expect you mentioned earlier you know an intake initial meeting Um, if somebody's nervous about picking up uh, the phone and calling today but they want to do that what might they expect if they call tomorrow
4: yeah, um, so the the process of counseling it doesn't really vary whether you're going for you know family work or um, or couples or individual is calling into um, my clinic or a clinic like ours. There's, there's some really good, great clinics in here in Duluth. Um, Calling in, and you just start with an intake where you have to, just like if you go into, you know, for a uh, checkup at any of the hospitals or clinics, you have to do an intake paperwork and state your insurance, all that kind of stuff, and do a questionnaire, a little bit about your background and where you come from and, and some of some of your history, um, you know what I mean? So that's, that's the first step is doing that paperwork aspect, and then the next step after that would you get scheduled up for an intake appointment which is where uh, a mental health prof- professional such as myself will um, go through a lot of criteria and get your, get your story uh, and try to kind of take a, a holistic approach to kind of where you're at as a person and, and assess kind of your mental health uh, functioning and perhaps if there's any diagnosis present. Uh, and then
3: after that, you can start doing regular, um, re- regular sessions. Do you find that individuals may not be totally honest in the initial approach in regards to "I'm here, but I don't think I need to be here"? Sure. And they have a guard up. And how how do you deal with that?
4: You know, I find that a little bit with uh, with with marriage therapy a little bit, where you have one individual that's pushing for to be in uh, for the work more than the other. Usually, when someone comes in individually, they're uh, they're pretty open because they're at a place where they've they've noticed that they need some help, so they're ready to. Um, they're ready to do that. They're ready to, to, to put it out on the line kind of thing and, and have that conversation about where things are truly at. And then that's a big part of the you know the counseling experience is, is that trust and that confidentiality thing in general, like you have with any medical professional where you know what you say stays in that room per se. You don't always have that guarantee everywhere in life, and that can be difficult to have that trust with perhaps with friends and family at times. Um, but when it comes to counseling, that's an important piece of it is, is that confidentiality.
2: Well, and uh, and uh, maybe to uh, address it, address a little bit of a, a, mishap, a misstep that I took a, a few years ago, obviously, because I'm seeing people in my parish that are coming to see me, and when I refer them to you, you're worshiping in the same uh, mm-hmm. liturgy as them, and and I know that in your professionalism, you want to keep a very clear right. wall. Yeah, and I know that one. At one point, I had introduced you to somebody, and I could tell that you weren't too happy. <laughs> but I don't know if you weren't too happy, but you just wanted to keep that professional wall sure. up. And so it's like, it's like okay, I'm just going to not touch that one again. Yeah. But maybe speak to that professionalism because you're in this parish, my, yeah. and I'm referring people to you. Mm-hmm. You see them out there. It's, is it maybe is a little awkward, or I mean, how's that? Yeah, well, and
4: you? you know, that's the piece of you know, we are especially here in Duluth. We are like a, a we're a big. Uh, small town per se yeah. is kind of the feel of it quite often. So you're gonna rub elbows with people, and absolutely, and it's great to see people at mass. I would love to see them there than not. So, um, but no, I, I just in general I'd give people their space, you know, because automatically if I approach someone in public and say hello to them, then they may be forced to tell people who I am, right. and they have the right to kind of seek. Their mental health, uh, uh, their mental health practitioner uh, professional on their own. So that's why I keep that distance. If someone wants to come talk to me, absolutely, I'm willing to have a conversation. You can come see my life and my mm-hmm. wild kids if we're at church. You know right. what I mean? But uh, by and large, I. Uh, um, but that's the only reason I do that is to give someone their space so right. that they can maintain that. It's by So you're no not mind. going to say, Father? Rich. So how did how did it go last time yeah. you met? Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> right.
2: no, exactly. I mean, I mean, obviously, priests are in the same category yes. as yep. far as that that confidentiality sure, yes. and professionalism. Mm-hmm. Anything else that you want to um, uh, talk about, Pete? That we haven't touched base on that our listeners might
3: be intrigued on. And you know, I think there's so many people out there who are intimidated mm-hmm. on picking up the phone. Mm-hmm. What words of encouragement could you give them right. to pick up the phone if they feel drawn to do that, or if they're hesitant to do that?
4: Right. Well, and I would say that's one piece. If it comes, to, you know, when it comes from a spiritual perspective, maybe God is knocking on your heart to kind of push you to take that step and use you know psychology as a tool for you know that i believe god has put for us to to help us with our mental health aspect you know what i mean not by no means greater than god but a part a tool that that is, is put in our lives by god to uh help us become more better rounded people and and to be healthier and be happy right um so i would just say in in that regard um Trying to uh, push individuals to see their mental health is just a part of their health, you know, because the brain is a part of the body; it's another organ, but we tend to see it as separate. Um, we don't question ourselves when we, you know, if we had diabetes or we had a heart problem, we would treat that, but. Um but the idea, in general, is to see it as just another thing that we have to take care of, and we have to maintenance because we tend to not, we tend to neglect it. We tend to neglect the idea of mental health. So I would just urge individuals to assess that in their life and to put that as a priority because we know we need checkups every year, but we often don't tend to put the, you know, the priority on, 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 on the time with our mental
3: health. And just one more time, earlier you had mentioned, what are some of the signs or symptoms that somebody may want to seek that?
4: Yeah yeah would just say in general, if you notice that you're you're struggling to function uh and where you were at previously in your life and now it's just a little bit harder, or maybe it's you know significantly harder, perhaps you're having your thoughts are hurting yourself or, you know, thoughts of death, that's, that's time to really, um, to seek out help to not put it off in general. Uh, you know, it's becoming the access, access is so much better. And in, in terms of our insurance now, um, we've had a lot of changes and such. So, um, I would just push individuals to seek that out if they're having any of those concerns in general. Um, if you go into even your, uh, your general practitioner to go for a checkup, a yearly checkup and you express things to them, they'll usually refer you out to someone like myself, um, just to have more of a conversation about it doesn't hurt to have more of a conversation, and and then to really see where things are at. You, getting that third party perspective from a professional can be a really great uh, tool to to help you see where you are at. It's better to take that step than to avoid it, and then and then be in a worse spot.
1: Yeah,
2: well, um, uh, Pete, thanks a lot for your uh, um, uh, time here on the show. I think it's a um, you know it's a great you, you know good. Catholic Christian counselors for in this part of the world seems few and far between. And so I want to thank you for your work because you're a great resource for me and I know other guys thank in you. my in my category too in priesthood. And so uh, again, thanks for your work and uh, thanks for being with us on uh, Real Presence Live, Pete. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. All right, well, God bless. So after we're um, uh, we're done with Pete here, sorry, Pete, but now that we're done with Pete, we're going to uh, take a little short break and then after that short break, we'll have Straight Talk, your opportunity to make a phone call and ask any type of questions Uh, about anything, about politics, religion, you name it, or anything that Pete just talked about. Uh, Maybe if you have any questions about that, you can uh, give a call in. That will be immediately after this brief break. Live, engaging, and local, this is Real Presence Live, where we bring you positive and uplifting stories and share the great things happening in our local area on the Real Presence Radio Network.